Oh my baby, your love is for it. Give me love in no good Hi, and welcome to Journey to the Bar, a Ghana School of Law podcast. My name is Juliet. And I'm Safu Kwame Oheneba. Juliet, you didn't tell us the role you occupy in the Ghana School of Law. You can't I just can't go like... You went with your f- I can't believe you went with your full entire government name. Yeah. No, if you want my full entire government name, that would be Kinsley Nana Safuwe Champo. But then I'm being well, modest, so Safu Kwame Oheneba. That's great for you. I'm just going with Juliet. Uh, so Juliet, I'm a part two student of the Ghana School of Law. Yeah, I'm, and... a, I'm also a part two student. So. so yeah, we're in the same class. Yeah. Um, so why do we have this podcast, Safo? What is it? Um, basically, um, this podcast is under the auspices of the Ghana School of Law (SRC). But the whole idea, objective behind this podcast is to give an insight or an in-depth into the Ghana School of Law, perspectives of students, um, not just in the Ghana School of Law, too, we are also going to tackle legal issues around Ghana, the world. So it's more of like a mixture of legalese, you get your politics, a little bit of politics, you get pop culture. When we say politics, that just means stuff will be talking about politics because yeah, I know okay, nothing about politics. Focusing basically on the legal aspect. So basically that's what the podcast is about. The, but mostly it's about capturing the voice of students of the Ghana School of Law. So we would have it in segments where we have the part where we talk about what's happening in Ghana School of Law. But for this episode, we are diving into like the beginning for anyone who wants to get into Ghana School of Law, anyone interested in doing law, how we got here. Basically, that's it. So, if we are ready yeah. to rule, Juliet, let's just get into it. Because <laughs> yeah, we so have mock exams next week. Yeah. Do you think that mock like, was a surprise for students? So, here's the thing. Um, let me just give a quick background. With um, When you're in the Ghana School of Law, I, it's so weird we keep saying Ghana School of Law. Because should we just refer to us refer to it as Makola? Ah, my goodness! <laughs> I hate when people say that. You actually, sound like an ordinary man on the street. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> but yes, it's popularly known as Makola. That's what people refer to. But I think it got the name Makola because of its location. But then right. I think the name Makola itself. Yeah, parents like people who are not in the Ghana School of Law knows know it as as Makola, but you see, that would be unfair because there's one in Kumasi and people call it KJT, campus. it's not located anywhere in KGT. Yeah. Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology campus. There's a, there's, a, what, there's a campus of the Ghana School of Law in Kumasi and, yeah. Yes. There's one to Agempa and recent, recently, there's one at UPS and there's one at Ligon. So, referring yeah. to Makola is just basically referring to the Accra main campus. No, but do you not get that thing where when you tell people yeah, like they're like, oh, what's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm in school. I'm at the Ghana School of Law. And then they're like, mm, cool. Then they're just moving on. Then I add Makola. They're like, oh, you're in Makola. Like they don't really make that connection until I add the Makola part. As a matter of fact, I have to. Whenever I say, so where are you? I'm at Ghana School of Law. Where's that? I'm at Gimpa. People look at me like, um, Gimpa. They think I'm a student is- of Gimpa. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? so I have to explain the place you call Makola. There's another branch again before, like and even that one, they are not really convinced. They expect you to <laughs> be going to Makola or heading straight to Makola. But then yeah, that's some of the underlying 
perceptions about the Ghana school of anyway yeah that's not why like that's not the purpose of this podcast. okay so anyway like you were saying the purpose of the podcast is to sort of like um express students sentiments kind of um tell people what the experience of the Ghana school of law is like what a journey to the Ghana school of law is and essentially just to touch on any other like legal things that come up um as we are experiencing the school today um we thought we'll begin with like just talking about when you want to practice law in Ghana, what that procedure is like, like what that process is like. That's the first thing we'll do. Um, so I'll talk about, we have interestingly, or I don't know if this is luckily or not luckily, we have different experiences or different like uh, paths that we followed to come to this school, to this institution. For me, I um, I already have a bachelor's degree and then, like, after a few years, I decided to, like, go, like, go to law school. And if you want to be a lawyer, that means let you let have me to... Please small. don't do this. Please don't do this. <laughs> Please you don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly your mate, because you literally sit behind <laughs> me in class. Big shout-outs to Kojo Telfa. When you said you are not my mate, I just remember something funny. I'll share with you later. Kujotofa, I have no idea who that is. A big shout out to you. <laughs> who is that? Oh, Kojotofa is basically someone who is way older than me, but right now he's not my mate. Basically. Hey, okay. All right. So it's an inside joke between you and this Kojotofa. Okay, cool. Good for you. Uh, so, yeah, you can, if you want to be a lawyer, you have to have like a bachelor's degree in law, right? So, regardless of whatever education you've had previously, you still need a bachelor's degree, which is what I had to do. But then, what was your journey like to the law school? Oh, do we really need to go into my journey? <laughs> are, you, are you ashamed of your journey? Let's just be vague about it and give people the path into the law school. So, like, Juliet, I'm guessing that's a pro, you had to do postgraduate law. There's also the undergraduate law. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what I did, but there's also the undergraduate law where people come straight from senior high school mm. and then straight to the university. They do four what, years of their LLB. What that means is, so that process is usually for the really, really smart kids. So I wonder who, like between us, hmm, who's one of those people who goes straight from high school to I'm, I'm, I'm not law? smart. I'm just a... 50 plus one student cast <laughs> <laughs> me up. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's, there's that level. So we just do four years, set an entrance exams, make it into the Ghana School of Law, and do your two years. Let's let's touch on the entrance exam. You said sit an entrance exam. Yeah. What's so, like? Because I'm sure, like obviously, students of the school are aware of the entrance exam, but for, like outsiders, what's what's that about? Okay, so this this is the entrance exam. I always like to say like this. When you were, just look at it in this perspective. When you were done with GHS, you needed to write BEC to get to SHS, right? When you were done with SHS, you needed to write WASI to get into the university. So essentially with law, you need to have like, an, you need to have an LLB. So when you have the LLB, when you're done with the LLB, you write an entrance exam. So the entrance exam, when you pass the entrance exam and you are selected, then you enter the Ghana School of Law. So that's basically what the entrance exam is about. So I don't know if in the past you heard over the news about people not getting selected, 100 people passing the entrance exam. So basically, the, the IEC, they give you topics or 
um, there are lots. Law is a very big field, so they give you the maybe you are going to answer questions which will my bother on constitutional contract legal system. You'll be given various topics you have to subject. Let me say subject. Various subjects you have to study around, and then you 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 write an exam on that. So fifty you need to. In the okay, I don't need to go into this, but then you just need to pass the exam pair there. Yeah. A mandate that IEC would give you, then you make it into the Ghana School of Law. So when you come into the Ghana School of Law, every year you write an exam. So when you are done, you pass all your exams, then become a lawyer, get called to the bar. Julia, does that make sense? Or do I need to explain further? Um, I think it's it's essentially captures everything for me the entrance exam it's i find the entrance exam to be very interesting i don't know if you guys like from the undergraduate like perspective whether i'm sorry (laughs) i just think you know you know you know that for me i legitimately think you guys are so brilliant so um i think yes you guys are extraordinary but I just wonder whether you have that fear of the entrance exam the same way that like other people do. Like, do you come at the entrance exam with like this, like it's a battle? Because truthfully, when you think about the exam, it's, 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 I would say a bit ridiculous. The idea that you've studied three or say four years of uh, a degree and you're going to answer 40 objective, is it 20? No, 20 objective questions. And then, uh, two, questions in the section b is two right yeah yeah and they could come from anywhere in the four years of study it's like anything let's say so criminal law is like a whole topic thoughts is a whole topic uh constitutional like each of them there's what how many do we study in all they should be like eight nine for four years for four four years four years years of content undergraduates for four years you do that would be like you do roughly like 10 different subjects it's so much it's so much so i truthfully for me i feel like the entrance exam is a bit of a raffle it's like if you're if you're lucky or if you're the kind of person who has a really great uh memory then good for you it's easy for you to like study everything but for a lot of people it's a bit of a raffle like you're if you are fortunate and the areas you study and comprehend well are the areas that come then you're likely to pass and if you are unfortunate and you do not study certain areas and that's what yeah. I questioned on but then. Julia, you before yeah. I answer the question about the entrance exam, mm. I think we, we've not touched on other means of entrance. Or should I touch on should we be done with the entrance exam then we go to the other like areas? other ways of getting to the school. Oh yeah, we can touch on that. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. There are some who go a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us so, about it. So, so with the entrance, with the entrance exam, this is my take on the entrance exam. I get the the ridiculous why the perspective that someone would see as being ridiculous. I also get the perspective that you can't just take everyone in into the law school. There are like so many perspectives. There's also another perspective that just allow everyone do the law, and then finally they just take a bar exam. You get it. So, mm-hmm. but then not to divert and to deal with the question in hand about the entrance exam. I think the entrance exams is very tough. It's mm. one of the toughest things. It's so tough. And it's not about learning something and leaving something. I personally studied everything, made sure I Same. captured 
everything like same, i didn't same. leave any stone unturned because i have this attitude like if there's even one topic i feel like i have not done i it's 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 what if this one comes and, and i'm convinced is the exact question that i will be like the exam will be based on the one thing i don't study the is the one thing, thing that will come and the thing about the entrance exam i think preparation is everything i think preparation is key i don't know how people study but then personally in our year was this whole COVID thing and we had to go home school had to be we didn't know our left from our right personally because you know school is stressful when school was i i I was having a breakdown i think the COVID thing was more of like a blessing in disguise for me because Mm. it helped me regroup Mm. i made my notes from scratch went over everything over and over and over and over and over again made sure like everything and in my school personally the university of ghana <clears throat> yeah the premier university. i see what you did there but please move on to go deep into it but then yeah in my school, university of ghana for instance the lecturers were so great they called us all back into school the final final year student took us over every course like from the get-go because some of the topics take something like constitutional law you do it in your first year exactly and almost every year almost every year and i don't know if this is like helpful to anyone who's preparing for the entrance exam but almost every year there's a constitutional law question good so it's like it's a sure bit in two days they had to like revise everything taught everything it it made the studying easier because it made you know i remember in contract there was this printed sheet where it was like an objectives of like i think 50 objective questions and by the time you had done answering all the objective questions, you realize you've gone through the whole contract syllabus. It was the lecturers mm-hmm. were brilliant. They made our time easy. And I think because we were all stayed on campus, there were groups and all of that. So essentially mm-hmm. the entrance exams was but you see the thing about the entrance exam is sometimes, and this is not me jabbing anyone or anything. Mm. sometimes so it's not like i said it's not a job at anyone but i think sometimes you know the thing with these kind of exams is they don't at times they don't get the best of students the mm, best of true. students are at times left out they are yeah i agree very brilliant very bright but that's the thing about exams there's this saying that examination favors the maybe not in all circumstances but like you see to every rule there's an exception there are always bright brilliant students who are left out I know. I've had so many stories of really, really like brilliant people who did not make it to like who did not pass the entrance exam. I've heard of people who left to do their masters and then excelled really well in other jurisdictions. I've heard stories of people who decided to pursue law in other jurisdictions and did so well, like without having to without uh, coming to the Ghana School of Law. So. Mm, I mean that the whole the entire system truthfully needs to be looked at because so many people keep falling through the cracks. Look at the but people then, who you know, go you know to the funny thing. You know the mm-hmm. funny thing. Also, the entrance exams on the other hand also captures the brilliant students too. It does, mom. It, it does. It, it has the propensity of capturing brilliant students as well because yeah. because there are students who you go like, oh, he's very brilliant. There was 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 it ever in doubt? This guy was never going to make it. Imagine what people go through when they don't because especially if the person is brilliant i think with every system there's more of like an organic growth and organic change i think with time things will change let's hope so 
Let's hope so. So yeah. um this conversation I think sort of leads to the path of like how other people come to the Ghana School of Law, which yes. is not through the entrance exam, entrance exam. but the post call process, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe yeah, you can go a bit into that. So with I don't know, do you know much about the post call process? Yeah, I have I know one or two people doing the post call. Yeah. So I it's basically I think there are there are certain countries that are common law countries like us, like Ghana. So people go and study their um get their degree, like their law certificates in countries like the Gambia, which is the most popular one everyone knows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when they are done with that and they want to practice in Ghana, they will still have to pass through the Ghana School of Law. Because like the management and the decision makers in would say the only law school. It's it's the only law school. Yeah, you know what's interesting (laughs) is like when at a point I was convinced I didn't want to come to the Ghana School of Law, so I was I was thinking of going for my masters, and then I kept thinking about the fact that regardless of what I do, if I want to practice law in Ghana, no matter how, how you look at you it, you can go up, you can go down, you can go wherever, you will go through Ghana School of Law. Like, yeah. whatever you do, you have and to you know go through Ghana School thing, of in Law. And you know funny thing, in my travel, just a week ago, we're working for the SRC and I was in Uganda. <laughs> Excuse me, international <laughs> burger, tell me more. Yeah, it's the same process. Suffer as celebrities, what you're saying. Okay, okay yes. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> process over there. Over there, I think this is called the Law Development Center. Oh, oh that's their that's yeah. the equivalent of Ghana School. That's their equivalent of Ghana School of Law. So they also okay. go through universities like uh Ugandan Christian University, Makerere University, and they also write exams to the, Oh, uh, they do the an entrance exam. So it's like the once popular music goes, there is no change in value. The value is the same. <laughs> You're, like such, you're such an old man in a little man's <laughs> body. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same everywhere. So, so you go to a common law country like Gambia, but then yeah. it's an interview. You have an interview. Oh, we used to have that, remember? Yeah. So yeah, they have an interview and they get picked into into the Ghana School of Law. So basically, they do, they do not necessarily, because it's presumed that prima facie, by mm-hmm. making it over there, and getting your certificate over there, this is a brilliant person, or this is someone who is fit to be in our system. So they, when they come, I think their subjects are different. They have introductory courses into the law of Ghana and do other topics and other courses, and then essentially spend one year, right, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, like nine months, I think. Post-call, yes. they study for only like about nine years. months. Basically, that's the other way. But you see, the thing about post is that mostly people who do post-call also were in Ghana here. So yeah, the person did four years already as an undergraduate in Ghana. Mm-hmm. They went to do two years as a postcode, right? Like a year, so that's like seven years. Yeah, the journey is far longer yeah. when you want to yeah. go about it the postcode way. There are those yeah. that go to the UK also. So let's say you did um your if you do law directly in the UK, you're called to the bar there. Then you come here and you do postcode as well. So um. In summary, what we are saying is, is like you can either go through the LLB process, so you have an LLB, write an entrance exam, and um, deal with all that like uh, stress, or you 
get your LOB or you're called to the bar in a different jurisdiction, and then you come to Ghana and then you do mm-hmm. post call. Either way, you go through the Ghana School of Law yeah, and then you be, you'll be called to the bar in Ghana. I mean, um, I mean, this is not a revolutionary podcast or anything. We are just seeing it. As yeah. It is. Maybe probably have subsequent episodes where we have debate on that or something yeah we'll go deeper into that um i'm wondering if you had to give let's say top tips for somebody who wants to take the entrance exam what would your tip be for the person um so for the entrance and they would be writing the entrance exam soon and i yeah some people are writing i think june right they'll be writing in june or august now it's mostly in august you see honestly i'm not a big fan of the new system because i think now because of the way covid people going home and all of that so the semester is cramped yeah it's like you are having two semesters in one Mm. it's really hectic so for all the people i really feel for them but if i have a tip i would say um i don't know how you study but always have your notes have ready the notes which you can or simplified notes which you can always like rely on um i would also i would also say don't put too much pressure on yourself and um do not like constrict yourself basically to what is just in class because one thing i've realized about constitutional law questions is mm. it's especially our time our entrance exam it was not yeah always was covid related right yes it was not based, yeah, it and, was... and i feel like that's one of the best ways to test students it was not based on something you go into separation of powers Montesquieu said this. <laughs> so said this. It's, it's like just know yeah. why how you are going to apply the law beyond what you are taught in class but basically have your fundamentals your fundamentals have to be existent yeah. either when it comes to your your offer and acceptance and all of those things in your contract or mm-hmm. your principles and rule of law and all of those things in constitutional law just have them intact um I... What else would I see for anyone writing an entrance exams? And take the last minute classes which your school organizes for you very seriously. Yeah. Okay. And um, that's for speaking me, for my school. That's what my school did. I don't know about other schools. Well, you guys actually, I was going to say something about that earlier, that you guys were fortunate because your school did that for you. For a lot of schools, I don't know that they do that. So you have to kind of like part through on your own. I had I got along really well with like my lectures. So me, you know me, I like teachers. I like lectures. So I got along really well with them. Um, in terms of tips, I would say that <laughs> the way law school exams are, truthfully, you can't go about it the lazy way. Read everything. There are people who like to like punch, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't punch for exams. Like read everything. And I remember one of our. Uh, lectures at gsl said this he said that learn everything and master some so that way it's either you get 50 percent and pass or you get 90 percent because where you mastered came so you've learned everything so at the minimum you know that you're going to pass and at the like maximum at or at the best outcome you the area you mastered came and therefore you're getting like 90, 95, you're getting like super high marks, but don't avoid any topics just because like it's a lot and it's overwhelming. Overwhelming, yeah, it's overwhelming. There's truly nothing we can do about that or we can say about that. So learn everything. And um, the second tip is that you should, um, I was thinking of something. Yeah, learn everything and discuss. 
like yeah. get other people study not stu- you don't necessarily need to study with other people but just like get other people's like minds wh- what they are thinking because sometimes you've solved questions and you think oh you know you know the answer but you have like there's a glaring area you haven't addressed or there's like a huge hole in your analysis and you haven't noticed so discuss with people and I said two, but third one, solve past questions. Solve past questions like repeatedly because past questions truly are the answer. They help you to figure out what you're like doing right, what you're doing wrong and yeah, how to improve generally. So yeah, mostly yeah. start early too. I think that's why start early, start the preparation start early. early. Do not start leave early. it. Do not leave it too late because um, if you leave it late, there'll be, it's too much. You can't, you can never finish. So start so early. I have a question for you. Before having, I have a question for you. You you know the question. You and I, we have exams in two months. Have we started early? That's the question. Oh, God will provide for his children. (laughs) (laughs) God will provide for his children. You see, the thing is, for our exam, I think we go to class a lot. We have books. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Okay. All right. So um, we don't want to like take up all the time talking about like entrances yeah, and how many guests. This is like a pilot episode, an introduction. Yeah. So we're just kind of getting into that. So I want us to. I was thinking maybe we could also touch on like um, what's going on in the world. What's what's legal oh. areas do we want to oh, touch okay. on? So so. Okay, so this is like a whole different segment. Um, yeah, this is our first segment. And run out of here to... study for our mock exams. <laughs> Which is, What's going on in, in a week? So, okay, my, 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 if you ask me about my news around the world, you know I'm a, I'm a sports guy. I yes. Sports. So you breathe and live and eat sports. Yesterday, the Black Stars of Ghana, who we are still in a toxic relationship with, qualified for the Qatar World Cup. Juliet, clap for them. Are you truly proud? Because I feel like Ghanians are so fickle. Ghanians are so fickle. At the expense of Nigeria. And yesterday I was telling, I was talking to a friend and I was telling him, this is the most scrappiest, nastiest way of ever qualifying for, you know, we didn't necessarily win. We won on our way, on our way goals, on our way goal rule. You don't have to talk about the controversial South Africa win not to talk about how we have belabored our colleague. God has been such a tough journey and after our Afcon disappointment Nigeria had a better team a better squad better at everything but then still one thing I keep on saying Nigeria had brilliant individual players but they didn't have a team like Ghana did because I have to commend Otoado God I I get the sense. I will turn this into a sports podcast. I know you will. I know given the opportunity, you really will. Um, I get the sense that Ghanaians are like primarily happy that we beat Nigeria first. Like that's the primary achievement. And then second is, oh, we like, we qualified for the World Cup. Because the joy, the glee. You know, I I have this feeling that they don't really care about the World Cup like that. Oh, we don't. <laughs> they just we don't. They're that. just happy we beat Nigeria. <laughs> They're just happy we beat Nigeria. But as a true sports fan, I am so happy we are back at the World Cup stage. And um, do you think we'll perform well in the World Cup? So yeah, but as a pure football fan, I want us to go to the World Cup and outdo ourselves in 2010. So when I see sh- shout outs to Shafiq, when I see people I'll, like Shafiq, outdo <laughs> ourselves in 2010. Oh, like yeah. how we performed in 2010. Yeah, we, we need to do better okay. than that and break that jinx of no African country has gone beyond the semi-finals. I think the semi-quarters. Oh. Yeah. 
we need to do better than that so so i telling me that he would prefer we lose all three so far as this at least it's it irks me shafiq osman when you listen to this get back to me we will talk why is he saying (laughs) that why why would he say that i don't understand it's a whole different discussion for a football podcast it's about players who turned down the invitation to play for ghana and now we have made it to the world cup should we still take them and all that. And no, my view is that I see. No, my view is that we need all the best we can because to me, the world stage is not a joke. We need to, everyone should be on board. It doesn't matter if the person turned you down or not, because you yourself, you are not like this holy entity. But then that, oh, that's no. another discussion. I'll not, I'll I'll not accept them. If they rejected us, I say I vote no. We do not take oh, them. Jesus, <laughs> I you. you are going okay. to the school of thought. So yeah, I am. My I second am. news um, around the world is. This week has been crazy. Will Smith punching Chris Rock at the Oscars and all that. And I know the view I'm about to share is unpopular, but then see, this is the thing. I mean, Will, Will is my idolo. And are you I addressing? That, uh, excuse me, hold up. Are you addressing Will Smith specifically? <laughs> is no, that what we are doing? Like it just hurts <laughs> my heart because I feel like yeah. people, people, people do not know that character chris rock i think chris rock is a 50 something year old black comedian he's been in this comedy business for so long far too long one of the best i mean chris rock has helped open up space for a lot of black comics like chris rock is just no mean person i i feel like if you respect denzel and you respect um samuel L. jackson and you respect um tyler perry chris rock is on that yeah. level of that respect you don't you don't do that like it's ah so you are one of you are the people who says um uh what's wrong yeah he's wrong i don't care the joke he cracked like you see it's difficult you see as a comedian it's difficult to and will smith as a comic someone who to an extent has been in the comedy business should should know that like it's hard because there are videos of chris uh, will smith laughing about people it's hard to know which one to yeah, take I off think, no, they are, they are I, I bad, they are this, bad jokes they are I bad comedy they are bad jokes thing, I, that, I, still, I think I still, the whole thing is very sensitive i think the entire like debate is very like sensitive and um i haven't watched the video because i really can't stand things like that it's difficult oh, for me wow. to process things like that so i didn't watch the video i have read I mean, about like people's thoughts and opinions honestly um, i don't think that's he's standing up for jada I, I i it hurts me because chris rock is a big guy like see um makes jokes about nelson mandela please let's just i mean comedians make like uh what is it top like difficult jokes all the time comedians make inappropriate yeah i think inappropriate jokes all the time i think this particular joke was just like you know will smith and his family they're always under a lot of scrutiny and people are always talking shit about their family like constantly people are talking about like how they don't raise their kids well because their kids are like weird and unruly people talk about how his wife is controlling people talk about their entanglements when that whole situation happened i think he's just been under a lot of uh, like pressure and stress and he was just like effort i'm not dealing with this shit anymore i don't think that his action was justifiable as a grown man we should be able to like deal with things better than to resort to violence but i think that people should also know that there are consequences to the- people should also know that there are consequences to their actions 
So if you're a comedian and you are talking like out of pocket constantly, somebody should smack you in the mouth maybe once so that you stop. I I don't think like Bosman was right in doing that, especially on that stage and considering who those parts were. Just making yeah, like the most serious somebody's so yeah, I sensitive the illness issue. and all but the whole idea is to just let it go, make light mm-hmm. of a situation. Like I don't know if you, and people love that they joke. Don't get me wrong. Of course they'll laugh. People always laugh, laugh at jokes. It doesn't I don't mean, mean it's a good joke. Unless unless sensitive the joke. anger is coming because this is not the first time Chris Rock has made a Jada Pinkett joke. So maybe unless that is it, it's coming from your duty on our case too much, but then I will like I'm I'm really sad because um I wish I, like, really is there, maybe he should he should bring an action against Chris Brown for like hey Chris let's say Chris Brown <laughs> uh maybe Chris Rock should bring do you know because Chris no. Brown is known for his violence so that's what's like my brain goes to <laughs> no, uh yeah Chris but Rock maybe Rock. like he should bring an action against uh Will Smith Rock, for Chris you know Rock. physically harming him but. Charlie, I me, mean, I think they are grown men. They should have dealt with this better. Uh, yeah. What aside, like the assault battery, that's about it, right? Anyway, so when you were talking about football, I was thinking something. Um, don't you think that this whole football thing, strangely, and I'm saying strange, quote unquote, came just at the right time to sort of like deflect the attention from the passage of the E levy? Which, oh, by the shit. way, it's even controversial because we don't know if it's been passed or not. Yeah, I don't think it. It did. I don't think it took attention. It was a fifty-fifty thing. If we had lost the eleven, people have been more angrier. So you get it's like it's like same in Nigeria. There was the train attack in the Holy northern shit. part of Nigeria. Yeah, I heard about people, that. That people lost their lives. So if Nigeria had also won, I think that thing would have also gone under the radar. It's always a fifty-fifty things to happenings and sports and all of that but with the eleven thing i think right the end i think honestly i think de facto it has been passed well you see there's so currently there's been there are two arguments right there are those that Mm -hmm. say that per um abdullah justice abdullah and attorney general which is that half of parliament needs to be present for decision making in accordance with article 104 um so they are of the view that half of parliament was present and therefore a quorum was formed and therefore the e-levy was validly passed. Okay. And then there are those okay. that are saying that a quorum was not formed because apparently like one person is in court or something, mm-hmm. like one of the MPs is in, co- is in court and his like um, validity as an MP is not quite like determined yet. So it's strange, but these people, these are parliamentarians they've kind of been playing cat and mouse with us over something that is so like drastic and so massive that's going to affect everybody in this country and they're just like casually going doing banter with it like one person's like yeah i'm getting you like it's like they're playing football with us it's like they're trying to get each other and at the end of the day it's us like you know the regular people that suffer so it's uh the way i'm looking i think it's likely they're going to like insist that it was passed validly because the ruling party are saying that a quorum was formed the half of parliament even though there was a workout you heard there was a workout right yeah, there was a workout i think it's legally legally looking at it just the article 102 and article 104 that is in contention i mean i think um if if i have my constitution here do you article, article 104 prescribes that if they want to pass 
uh, any bill, you need well, half. Yeah, half yeah, yeah. You need half of parliament to be present yeah. to form and a And one or two is basically about for deliberation, thing. for deliberation and discourse, you need one third. Yeah. Of. So question is whether there was half in parliament when it was passed. And that's uh, what they are yeah. saying there was, yeah. Yeah. So it, I, I don't know how this was pinned. It's it, I think this morning there was a writ issued in, there was a writ filed in court. So let's see how it goes. Probably in subsequent episodes we will delve deeper into it. Into the whole E Levy. Yeah, into the whole E-Levy. Um so uh with i think so what we want to do is at some point we'll touch on like maybe legal issues going on in the in the country and in the world in the world russia international law yeah oh my god we have to talk about you're really interested in international law so i think like the whole russia situation will be something you'd like like have time for breakdowns we would also probably have interviews with scholars lecturers get their takes on certain issues mm, but like mm. i said this is a pilot episode this is like an introductory thing yeah this is just like us testing this out seeing how like getting a pulse of of, of things and yeah. how it could potentially be um you i think we were saying something earlier about how there's currently like a um state of the nation address is that today yeah yeah it's going on as we are recording this podcast the president mm-hmm. would address the the nation on the state of the nation. The president really cut. The president yesterday. I'm sure yesterday was one of the best day. The president's like it must best. have been because like things were going really well for him. This 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 you know hydro project was commissioned. It was his birthday. Black stars qualifying. Elevi. I mean, it was a great day for the president. Mm, good for good for him. Not good for us. The rest of us, but good That's for him. We're glad he's I having mean, a, good Are for, you having an excellent time? Ghanians. Pardon? Are you having an excellent time in Ghana right now? You're like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we've seen worse. Hmm. Have we? <laughs> Have we? No, like this morning I, on Twitter, I think people were discussing taxes which have been worse. Like there were people were talking about the, the you remember this year in Tia, the Kumi Prekun, year in Tia, VAT. Look, those things were so long ago. They were, were so were long ago, and people protested. I heard even in Kufo's time, I, they were discussing it on Twitter today. So hold on one second. I mean, till all it's said and done, you know, we would we would delve into all of this later. But I'm okay. I mean, Ghana, 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 Ghana hard, Ghana hard, but actually everywhere too hard. We, we, we everywhere hard you know i always think like ghana is really hard then i look at nigeria and i'm like you know something it's all right <laughs> <laughs> it's all right i'm not happy but i um like i will i will i will manage yeah. i will accept things as they are now yeah. um so this is a pilot episode we don't want to go too far into like you know talking yet um but <laughs> just did about 15 minutes and then said you don't want to go too far into <laughs> oh my god have we been talking for 15 minutes yes probably uh, longer probably minutes, yeah yeah i don't know but anyway, so this is just like to introduce the podcast. We hope to like kind of relay what's happening at the school, the experiences at the school, mm-hmm. getting into the school. Uh, SRC we hope week that... is next week. SRC week is next week. So it's yeah, Safa's a big man. Safa's a big man at Ghana School of Law. So yeah, he's he's going to put together an, a huge SRC week celebration for students. Um, hopefully, hopefully is there anything we can to do say another about that? episode this week just to touch on the SRC week? 
yeah just to hypothesize that it's up probably hopefully. Have, yeah hopefully 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 because we have a more coming up so let's see how that works out um i was going there's something i wanted to mention which is we would like to maybe have a question segment where we address like specific concerns that people have either because like you're doing a bachelor's degree and you are concerned about like getting into the school or you are in part one and you just got into the school and you have some questions or you're in part two and you're like us and you're like hmm what the hell do these people know let me ask them questions you can do that too um or i don't know maybe just have an interest in some area of law and you'd like for us to like touch on that we can we would love to do that so maybe subsequently we'll share an email address what do you think an email address yeah where you can you can send us questions or even, and go, live. Any... Or even go live we can yeah we can do that eventually yeah at some point we'll do that um is there anything else we want to touch on before we wrap up oh not really just have a few hellos and highs for a couple of people are we coming to do shout outs south yeah, really? is this, shout-outs is this greetings from abroad yeah, is that what this is shout outs to uh prosper you oh my vote. goodness. You should take it easy with the learning. Um, shout outs to Mr. Jude Sebe, uh, wow. Victor Azuri, Shafiq, Kojo wow. um, Tebri, um, Sedinamboche, Veni. How can I forget Veni? Veni Kwanza, everyone. I mean, you cannot question. Well, <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, like, are we supposed because right now what you've done is that some of these people I know and they know people I know. So if I don't say some, like my friends are going to come for me. No, oh, shout out to the president. The president. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, the president will come for me. Um uh, the, but we should you should add Nancy and Presla. You should add Nancy and Presla to your I was leaving that yes. one for you to give a shout out right. to my baby girl. No baby girl and um the executive council. We, and we Nancy, the, and Nancy, add Nancy. Monson, please let yes. me finish my shout out. We, I'm we, sorry. <laughs> the executive council had our seventh uh, meeting on Monday. We closed around oh. 11 p.m. It was all about the students, the interest of the students. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you yeah, laughing I know people are going to kill me, but then yeah. Shout out to Fauzia, Yofi, George, Ben, yes, Chapman. Chapman. Chapman comes all the way from Kumasi to Accra whenever we have meetings. He's still in Accra leaving his books behind so yeah everyone everyone i missed out i know you will come for me and say stuff you didn't give me a shout out or probably subsequent episodes give all of you shout out shout out to our class our class the best class in the whole of ghana school of law that is gimpa group c shout out to all of them i mean if they don't listen to this i'm going to be very upset because yeah, you dedicated yeah, a lot listen. of time to giving them listen. like direct shout outs yeah so i mean we'll wrap it we'll, wrap, we'll bring this episode home and wrap it up um, yeah you can follow me on twitter baby underscore safo okay um, ha so you're really like putting me out there because there are things like i had no intention of putting my twitter handle out there but now Loki, but me i'm out there everyone out knows there. Me that i'm i'm not a low-key person so. uh okay so mm, i guess my twitter handle is greek mago i don't know if it's still greek mago yeah greek mago it's you know i used to have this thing i know we said we were wrapping up but i used to have this thing where i'm like 
if you get the meaning of my twi- my Twitter handle, then we are like automatic like bros. Like we automatically become friends because you, you get what I'm like. You get what I'm about. for Harry Potter references. We have to. We have to have a Harry Potter reference episode. I love that. Anyway, so um, I think that's it for Journey to the Bar. We should have a way of like saying Journey to the Bar. Or... Think of that later. This is a pilot episode. We'll get something. <laughs> All the okay. best, guys. Love you. Mm, thank you for listening. And this is Juliet. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast. And yeah, hope to... All the to... School of Law students. Everyone taking the mock. All the best to everyone. All the best. All right. Bye. Sabula la tatara ikutwa Gigi Sabula la tatara ikutwa Gigi Sabula la tatara ikutwa Bade Sabula la tatara ikutwa Gigi Nankas chovas tuta Awe